Thank you for listening to the Ace Jewelers podcast. This is an episode of The Ace List Live. This podcast has been recorded live during a live stream, which was broadcast on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. This is an audio-only version of that recording. Frank, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm very well. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me. A it's pleasure. 10 o'clock in Amsterdam. Where are you in the world, Frank? I'm uh, at a, uh, in, in, somewhere in the green in the Netherlands. It's called Utrechtse Heuvelrug. I think yes. it's a tongue breaker for anyone who's not native Dutch. Um, and it's uh, in the middle of the forest of one of our na- lovely national parks. Amazing. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Pleasure. I'm very really? honored. I uh, am proud to call you my friend already for... You know, I lost track. We're, we're getting old. Uh, yeah, yeah. Start with monochrome. Um, I invited you to be a guest on the Ace This Live, our second season, because um, I love you. I love your passion for watches. You radiate that in an amazing blog, which is called Monochrome Watches. For those that don't know it, which I don't think they exist, but if you don't know it, check out monochrome-watches.com. Um, it's actually one of the leading blogs or today online magazines about watches in the world. Um, and I think that your forte and your biggest passion are independent watch brands and watchmakers, which I want to uh, discuss with you a little bit later. Um, but maybe you want to do a quick intro about yourself as well. Um, well, I started with watches some 20 years ago, and for me it was a was a deep dive into watches when I started dreaming about somehow bringing together people with a passion for watches, because to me there was not enough people that I could discuss my passion with. Yes. So uh, starting Monochrome was one of the ways to... Um, to do that and uh, I was lucky and fortunate enough to uh, to be able to do that in a successful way that resonated well with uh, with enough readers yeah. and uh, nowadays uh, already for eight years I can call it uh, my full-time job uh, running monochrome uh, together with a crew of uh, of five people and uh, we're having lots of fun discussing watches all day long um, but hopefully also cr- creating interesting content for uh, for the readers. Amazing. And w- what year did you start Monochrome, Frank? Um, it started in 2015, 2016, with some very uh, short, lame first 2006, articles. you mean, as I see here. Sorry? 2006. Yeah, 2000, sorry, 2006. Oh, I'm, Time flies, I, how I, you I, see mistakenly added uh, a 10. Uh, so this is your 15th anniversary already. This is indeed my 15th anniversary. Ouch. ouch. Yeah, ouch. So we, we were young and handsome when we became friends. I remember we met in Basel World the first time. Exactly. And shortly after some of the events in your uh, in your boutique in Amsterdam, yeah, where I was a young kid with a camera wanting to, to take pictures of all the beautiful watches. 
Yeah, amazing. That's a long time ago. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, time flies. So here's here's the amazing team. Yeah. Um, very knowledgeable, very passionate, um, actually very well respected. So Thanks. more about that after our standard seven DAs list questions. Mm -hmm. But before we do anything, we need to do a risk check. So what are you sporting this morning? Well, what day is it today? Tuesday. It's um, yes. my only Speedmaster, I have to say. This is a Speedmaster uh, first time again space. Um, the funny thing is that uh, although the entire world loves Speedmasters, I love them too, but I'm not that crazy about the Speedmaster as most uh, watch collectors are. And to me, the, the first in space with its more symmetrical case uh, and it's slightly cleaner dial, at least it has the looks of it, somehow feels better on my wrist. Um, I put it on a, a, a totally non-standard bead of rice bracelet and I think that's, uh, that looks kind of lovely. Nice vintage yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So this is, this is my Speedmaster. Amazing. So and, though I also I, the, the story when I bought it, it was probably even more funny. Um, uh, I bought it from you, you know that uh, many many years ago, uh, and it was the first Speedy Tuesday event that Robert Jan uh, organized, and I didn't want to show up without the Speedmaster. And so thanks, for, uh, thanks for making that happen. <laughs> thank you for the trust to be able to uh, supply it and. It's an interesting topping you raised because a lot of people on the outside think that you bloggers, you watch journalists are competitors. But the funny thing is you guys are actually friends. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and that that I, I need to advance my questions already because two questions. Why are there so many leading Dutch watch journalists? Actually, the Dutch are rather strong in opinionating their passion about watchmaking. And um, because obviously, besides monochrome, you just mentioned Fratello watches, very, mm -hmm. very, very influential globally. Um, people think you don't, you guys don't get along, but actually, I know that Robert Jan and you, Frank, are very good friends, always have been. The old school publicists like watching 0024, all these founders get along very well as well. So the old mm -hmm. media. Um, you took me along uh, when you had a spontaneous meetup with Wyco of Revolution in Amsterdam. So we all meet up. So it's it's really a watch fam, a family. Would you concur? I mean, we, we share a passion, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and and no one really needs uh, a mechanical wristwatch. Let's let's put that uh, in in front. And. Yeah. Um, so we we share a passion uh, and this is a weird passion where we are crazy about something that we do not necessarily need uh, and that's often uh, quite expensive mm -hmm. uh, but our passion is that strong that we you know we want to collect a few of those uh, timepieces and to discuss that with our uh, well our, our fellow uh, nutcases um, and i think that's that's a, a very healthy thing to to you know it's, it's a bit like uh, a uh, discussion group for uh, a mental disease <laughs> maybe <laughs> but it's um it's something that that ties us together and i think you know if i th thinking back of um uh, of my how i got to, to know robert jan 
Um, there was also uh, in, in the early days of when I started Monochrome and he had just started Fratello watches. We were uh, visiting Gerard Nijmbrinks, uh, uh, who had a watch store in, in The Hague. Mm -hmm. uh, Bernard Werk from, uh, from a magazine was uh, living just two blocks uh, away from my house. Robert Jan was close to The Hague. Um, I lived in The Hague. Um, it was all, you know, in, in, in proximity of one another. And uh, we, uh, we met quite often for drinks and, you know. We in Amsterdam called it Haagse Bluff. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So I racked my brain, what should I wear this morning? Because on Tuesdays, I also wear a Speedy. But since I think what really connects us to is independent watchmaking, mm -hmm. I had no other choice than to wear the watch on the background. That's the session today. So that's our sixth collab with Nomos. Nice. So I had to wear that, obviously. But later on, I want to discuss three of the other independent watches I bought this year. Um, Only but we'll discuss that later. So I didn't know what to pick. So I put them on my desk. Okay. And I, I'm going to run them by you if we have time. Because we actually have a lot of questions of viewers that want to ask you. So that's my wrist check. Now, let's just dive in. First question for you from our series of seven. That's the second one. First one. What watch or jewel is your favorite and why? Uh, I don't have one favorite, if I am allowed to say that. Um, no, it's to me, uh, let me put it this way. I think my Sarpaneva uh, Corona K1, uh, which is a bit of a strange name in this time frame. Um, but when I bought it some 15 years ago, uh, it was my first watch from an independent watchmaker. Uh, it, it costed as much as a Rolex Daytona at the time. Uh, to me, that was like um, very, very expensive, a big purchase. Um, but I loved the looks of it. I loved the, the handwork and the finishing on it. So that was my first major independent uh, that I bought. And that's probably my most important wristwatch. So I'm in the time being looking for it because um, that's why I, I, I actually salute you. Think about it. 15 years ago, today, now 15 years later, mm -hmm. independent watchmakers are the bomb. We just had an amazing auction weekend. <laughs> yeah. We had the GPHG uh, award ceremonies for the 2021. I think you're an Academy member as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So we're both Academy members. So... We're for two years now also in the process of uh, voting in watches and actually voting for them. Mm -hmm. um, but that Salpaneva is the first... You actually introduced me to that brand. And you kept that tradition alive for 15 years by mm -hmm. always inspiring me privately. Obviously, I read your blog on a daily basis. But... Um, you personally also message me and trigger me. And, and, and because of you, I recently became friends with David from Raketa. Ah, cool. That was nice. you. I credit you for that. And, and even Sorry. 15 years later, <laughs> you still do that. So going back to your favorite watch, what made you back then, being an early, early, early innovator, and not even an adapter, early adapter, is indeed not go for the beaten path of a mm -hmm. Daytona and choose for a watch that literally nobody heard of. 
I completely fell in love with it. Not just with, with the looks of the watch, mm -hmm. uh, but also with uh, the explanation of what has been done to the watch. But yeah. let's put, put it in up front. I did not have the money uh, to buy something that was 100% handmade, uh, like a Kari Futi line in or Philippe Dufour. Um, so, you know, I had to, uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm, on, to... I'm on a different browser. So this one, right? Yeah, that's the one indeed. Yeah. So I uh, I ran into uh, Stepan Sarpaneva uh, at an event with uh, Tim and Bart Kronefeld, yeah. uh, or or Dutch pride uh, of watchmakers. Yeah. Um, and apparently they had been friends for a long time. And Stepan explained to me what he did uh, with his watches. And actually, mm -hmm. he did lots of. Uh, watchmaking techniques that are usually being applied to movement parts. He mm -hmm. did those on the hands, on the dial and um, and on the case. Um, so that was as close as I could get to uh, owning something uh, with uh, with proper watchmaking credentials, although it didn't have a fully hand uh, built and hand finished movement. Yeah. Um, but uh, at that time, um, I, I fell uh, completely in love with that watch. And I had been looking at all possible ways to to acquire one. Um, so it took me a, a year and a half to gather all the the, the budgets, and uh, then it finally happened. Amazing, amazing. By the way, I've I've been scrolling here on uh, the our story page on your website. So here's the proof that he was young and handsome taking <laughs> events. Um, here is a proof of uh, handsome RJ. Yeah. Um, this is the event you're talking about in uh, Nordvag, where, exactly. which is very interesting to mention, Ben Kleimer of Hodinki was present as well. So I was also at this dinner with exactly. uh, James Ragan. Here's our mutual friend, Davide Serato. So very interesting to see. All right. Um, lovely page, Frank. Thank you. Thank for you. Second question. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, many things, I think. Uh, I think uh, soldier, policeman, fire, uh, firemen uh, have all been uh, uh, on the list. But actually, as, as of a, a certain time, I really did not uh, know uh, what I wanted to be. So uh, as of probably 15, 16, I've been looking off for no clue what. So I was a bit lost. Uh, so then I started to play guitar. And then I wanted to become a rock star, uh, at least a guitar player in a, in a punk rock band, uh, something like that. Uh, and by the time uh, realism uh, hit me uh, and I was uh, studying, uh, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> it actually took until um, until I was uh, involved in, um, uh, with it started to get involved with watches that I really knew what I wanted to do. And before that, I, you know, I, I was never bored. I always had something to do. And I did most things with, with a passion and uh, with, with energy. Um, but uh, not as much as this. Nice. Very interesting. Uh, we also um, always speak about our kids mm -hmm. as young dads. Well, well, how do you inspire your son? Um, being very uh, tech, you're you're very tech savvy and digital savvy we yeah. both love very old school mechanical watches mm -hmm. how do you how do you educate him how do you motivate him inspire him 
and also very, career path wise it, it, it's super easy um actually um he sees me uh, playing with watches, taking pictures of watches, discussing watches uh, all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and he's, he's very eager to learn. Mm -hmm. uh, so I explain to him what is what. And, uh, and he wants to, um, he just told me this week for the first time, he wants to follow up uh, in my business. So I'm not allowed to ever sell it. <laughs> Nice. And um, I'm, I'm curious uh, if he will uh, continue that story of, or if it will change. But he's um, also doing lots of uh, Lego uh, with him. So we yeah. built the, the new Land Rover Defender, you know, the, the big one, yeah. uh, the 911 RSR we just finished. Yeah. Uh, he's seven years old now and uh, already since three years we're building the most uh, incredible Lego uh, uh, cars together. Yeah. Nice, and, uh, and it's good because there also he learns a lot about the mechanics. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, the mechanics is is a part that definitely fascinates him, uh, like it fascinates me. So it's yeah. uh, in that respect, it's quite fun. Lovely. On topic of young enthusiasts, mm -hmm. how young does the readership go on Monochrome, and do you get? Do you guys get a lot of questions? Why should I buy a mechanical watch? Should I buy a watch? What should I start with? Do you guys write a lot about that? Actually, hardly. Um, it, it, I, I have the feeling that we uh, we serve our content to a slightly more uh, knowledgeable uh, group of people. Uh, mm -hmm. So our, our readership is is roughly between, say, uh, sixteen or eighteen uh, and uh, and a hundred. Yeah. Um, with. Um, I think the strongest group that is represented is between 25 and 45, roughly. Mm -hmm. uh, it's mainly men. Uh, and I think they're quite knowledgeable about watches uh, yeah. and really come to read up on what is new uh, and to get proper explanations about all those new watches. I understand. Okay. Thank you. Third question. Who is or was your role model or role models? You. No clue. <laughs> Who inspired you when you grew up or today? Privately, maybe in business, because you didn't start off as an entrepreneur. No, I no. have a lot of respect for you because you you have a, you had a totally different career path, and you've yes. been doing monochrome simultaneously for many years. So you had a double job. Actually, my, my, my career path was was very much uh, in line with what my father uh, wanted me to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Security, work for the government, find a, a nice and secure job. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, that's where I ended up as, as a policy advisor uh, for the Minister of Transport in the Netherlands. Uh, something that I enjoyed a lot by the way uh, also one of those things that i did with with passion and with energy that i really loved doing um but maybe it was not entirely my dream uh it was probably more uh my my, my parents dream uh for me to have a, a, a nice and secure job uh but slowly i found out that the security uh was maybe not necessarily my uh uh, my prime focus, and although I loved uh, the work at the ministry, I was one of the little gears in in, in a big machinery. Um, 
uh, and I prefer to be more uh, agile and, and uh, fast moving uh, mm -hmm. like you have to do when you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I know I had a lot of respect for, uh, uh, for, for instance, for uh, Thomas Wanka uh, from uh, Uhren magazine. Yeah, a uh, German watch magazine. How he uh, how he shapes that magazine. Uh, that was to me uh, pretty uh, pretty cool and also very nice as an example of how you can uh, blend uh, a, a product of passion uh, with almost um, uh, a clinical uh, um, analytic uh, anal analysis of uh, of what it is. So they were comparing watches, ranking watches in a very uh, almost mathematical way uh, yeah. and i thought that was uh, pretty interesting how they managed to do that interesting thank you so it's, it's not 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 a simple answer here sorry <laughs> i don't you have know, one listen, example so, you so. don't need to apologize frank this is your story this is your interview there is no right or wrong and that's the beauty of it is we created a format and it's beautiful to see all the variation in that <laughs> so things are opening up mm -hmm. US opened up yesterday. Yeah. But still news. transportation and, 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 and traveling is not that easy. If you could teleport tomorrow, where would you go? Um can I bring my family? Of course. You can do whatever you want. Then I would go to the US. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Where in the US? Uh road trip. Nice. That's what I've been promising uh, my son and uh, my wife is also looking forward to that. And yeah. I'd love to see some friends who are uh, over in the US who I haven't seen uh, for way too long. Uh, and I want to visit them and uh, drive around for four or five weeks in a, maybe a big camper. Lovely. And would you do coast to coast or would you go down the West Coast? Uh, differently. Uh, one of my friends is in the Detroit area. Another one is in, uh, in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. Michigan, uh, Detroit uh, area, uh, and the other one is in uh, in Tennessee. So uh, yeah. I would drive in in roughly that area. Uh, maybe so go to New York briefly. South. Yeah. Hmm? North to south. Yeah, that's more the the route. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I see a lot of books behind you. Mm -hmm. What book are you currently reading? Uh, currently. Um, I'm I'm reading uh, um, yeah, what's the name? Um, I forgot the, <laughs> I forgot the name uh, of the book. Uh, Robert Langdon, uh, his uh, the the one that that came out like two years ago. Uh, I I finally started reading it. Uh... Um, yeah, good question. Okay, maybe it'll, maybe it'll pop into your head. Yeah, it, it will come to me. Um, I only read it when I'm in the airplane. For the rest, I'm too busy to read. <laughs> yeah, I should, I should you find need to write. Stuff. You're writing. You're writing. You don't have time to read. Okay. We've seen a lot of color Oof. in the watch industry. Finally, what do you think is going to be the color of 2022? It's going to be salmon dials. That's your biggest passion, <laughs> You, I've been hearing you about salmon dials for I don't know how long. Uh, and the what you, let, let's focus on the watch you just shown. Congratulations on that. That's Thank you. the Monochrome X Hub Ring 2. Exactly. Limited collab, right? Yeah. yeah. Sold out yes. in a jiffy. Well, uh, well spotted. 
Uh, no, this is indeed our, uh, our first collaboration watch uh, we did together with Habring. And uh, we came up with some designs, uh, um, thinking of 1940s, 1950s chronographs uh, that are kind of uh, favorite uh, for both uh, Brice, uh, who is on my team, and myself. Uh, although, uh, and although we love those watches, uh, the, the usual diameter, yeah. 34 millimeter or something like that, is too small for our wrist. They're fragile, they're way too expensive if you want to buy them. Um, so we teamed up with uh, Habring, who, uh, who that's a small independent watch atelier in Austria. And uh, Richard Habring is very well known among watch collectors mm -hmm. uh, as, uh, as a, a former employee of IWC, mm -hmm. being the inventor of this, uh, the IWC double chronograph. Mm -hmm. um, which and, is a rattrapant movement, a split-second movement. Exactly. You basically created a pattern to build it on top of the Valjoux 7750. Yes. Yeah. That's... Which is amazing. And he works and, today with his wife, right, for out of Austria. And another watch that he invented, uh, the Deep One from IWC. Yeah. yeah um, so he, he has an inventive uh, mind, and, um, and and they now he works indeed together with his wife Maria uh, in in Austria with her own atelier. They're sourcing uh, parts from locally uh, local uh, producers uh, to create a sort of a seven seven fifty uh, movement that they have improved themselves. Thank you very much. That is indeed our uh, our collaboration watch. We uh, came up with uh, the design of the of the dial and uh, and of course that it had to be a brushed case. Yeah, um, sold out in a jiffy. Uh, now working on uh, on a second one uh, for uh, next year. With uh, them, with them, with them too. Yes, yeah, yeah we're, okay. we're, we're we're doing uh, probably two uh, limited editions next year. Amazing. Uh, and maybe in December, we're going to launch uh, another one. Uh, this this December? December? But not with Habering. This December? Yes. Okay, guys, make sure to register to your newsletter, I guess. huh? That would help. Yes. Uh, but again, uh, probably uh, very limited. This one was 33 pieces and the one that we hope to launch in December, but it still depends on uh, on the availability of products because I don't want a large gap between launching and deliveries. Yeah. Um, so it's it's dependent on that. And uh, if that works well, uh, we can launch our uh, next collaboration watch uh, mid-December. Can you give us a, a little scoop? Um, if you Sam, and Dal, Sam and Dal? No, no, unfortunately not. But that's also the, the weird thing about it. Uh, it was supposed to uh, to be launched uh, during summer, uh, but the manufacturer had some issues with uh, little parts ha that had to be delivered uh, in order to finish the watch. Uh, it, it, it's called monochrome white. So no salmon. It's a sports watch. Um, and uh, with an integrated bracelet. And it looks incredibly nice, fly under the radar. Um, Chape? Yeah. Chape? Amazing. My yeah. buddy Rob Nuts did an excellent job with my yeah. friend Xavier. And I, I, I was so happy he did well. 
I think yeah, this one's gonna fly off the shelf as well. So all the Chapek lovers, stay tuned because they're amazing pieces. Very nice quality. Antarctic, I, I assume you're doing. Sorry? No, Antarctic, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love that watch. Amazing. Give me one second. I see if if I have it here somewhere. In the time being, while well, Frank is gone, here you can see the rattrapante mechanism via a see-through case back. So that's what made Habring famous. The reason that there is a Habring square is because he works with his wife. Let's go a little back scoop. to Frank. That's, that's a proto? That's a proto indeed. Again, 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 again. I, I blew up your screen. Amazing. And it uh, has a different sort of dial pattern than all the others had. Uh, this is a Grenet uh, uh, dial pattern. And to me, that looks uh, even more discreet, you know, much more discreet than all the other uh, uh, Chapek uh, models with uh, their laminated dials. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's uh, Again, it's... again, again, again. Quickly. Yes. Lovely. Congratulations. Thank you. Amazing. I'm happy for you guys. That's, uh, I'm quite sure, going to be a home run. Biggest um, process, they say. I'm breaking my own rules because comments are flying in. Um, Bas van Dijk writes on YouTube, wow. So he's responding to the scoop. Thank you, Bas, so. for watching and commenting. Um, he replied here, that watch is incredible in the flesh. I think he's. I, I I think he's referring at the hub ring. Exactly. And he, uh, he actually must have seen it. Yeah, and he he actually um, well, he's asking about the next montre subscription, but you just shared. Mm -hmm. Thank you for asking us. But I do want to ask something. Okay. Austrian watch. Yes. Dutch designer. You. Why uh, a French, French? And why a French title? And what does Monte Subscription mean for those that don't speak French, Frank? Uh, it is a subscription watch. Uh, okay. The idea comes from uh, Abraham Louis Breguet. And um, he's, he didn't have the money to create uh, lots of pocket watches at um, uh, a, a nice, pleasant price point. So uh, he uh, asked people to, uh, to make a down payment yeah. for a watch. And when he had enough people uh, do the down payments, he started production and subsequently uh, the deliveries of the watches. Yeah, I thought it was such a charming idea because um, monochrome is uh, probably one of the few uh, bigger medias that is not uh, owned by uh, external parties. Uh, most others have uh, investors or um, you know some some way to uh, to get uh, money. Um, yeah. uh, we don't. Uh, monochrome is uh, still today fully privately uh, owned uh, without external money. The key word is independent. Exactly, it independent is. Independent watchmaking, independent watch media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hope to, to keep it like this for a long time. Compliments. But that also means that uh, we do not have the funds to, um, to, uh, to fund um, that many uh, quite valuable watches up front. So I thought, if we do it in the same way, sort of as uh, Mr. Breguet has done it, and we use the words montre de souscription 
for all watches. Very, very nice. Nice, uh, nice referral to uh, someone who has been incredible, uh, important uh, to our watch collecting uh, uh, and, and, and to the hobby that, uh, that I cherish uh, to this day. He's uh, legendary on, on many fronts. And what's yeah. interesting, it's actually also an innovator on crowdfunding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he was very, the first Kickstarter. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, thank you for sharing that and so openly and a lovely tribute to Breguet and, and actually a wonderful idea. Um, and I salute you on being independent and the wish to stay independent. This is something that we share also at ACE. We're independent, yeah, family-owned, and, and, and we're a small boutique trying to share our passion and our knowledge and, and do what we love. So kudos to you. Last question. And to you. You, are, you already said you visit Amsterdam, of course. Yeah. What, what is maybe not so much your favorite memory, but what are your favorite spots in Amsterdam? What do you love about Amsterdam? Um, well, the, what we call the Krachtenkordel, uh, your area, uh, you know, it's, it's your boutique. It's just around, uh, the PC Hofstraat. It's the, the museum, uh, quarter. It's the, the, the seven small streets. Um, that inner city of Amsterdam is always really beautiful just to browse around and to go from, uh, from one place to the next, to have a little, to have a coffee at a little terrace somewhere at the, one of the canals to go to a museum, to run into a nice watch boutique like Ace. Um, and you know, there's uh, half a day or a day uh, just browsing uh, in the inner city of Amsterdam it always puts a smile on my face. Well, maybe except when it rains cats and dogs, but for the rest, um, I'm enjoying it. Nice, lovely. Thank you for sharing. So those were the seven That's questions. Nice um we're past the half i mixed it up a bit because i'm going left to right with the questions and uh, uh questions from the viewers but they're very enthusiastic um frank i would love to focus on your story we did a bit of intro and mm -hmm. we're going left and right and i'm all over the place but that's what i love about these sessions um do you want to share maybe a bit about your journey about monochrome yeah sure or do you want me to to pop some questions out and you make a story out of it like an interview or you're you're the journalist here i can um, tell you see something about my my, my story uh, or you uh, you guide it what I'm no please do because story. our viewers love the story how actually all the the the, the, the watch blogs today which became online magazines which mm -hmm. became enterprises you're a company now i mean you said it yourself mm -hmm. uh, maybe your son will take it over so that's lovely that you, that he's considering it and you emphasize you want to stay independent yes. um, this is this is your this is your legacy you quit your your secure job you just told us mm -hmm. so please walk us through when you started how you start why start and why you want to be independent and how your days, how do you fill your days? People think it's super easy to start a blog, mm -hmm. but you run, you run a company, you run an enormous team. So yeah. walk me through, please. Okay. Um, it was some 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I was planning in my first trip outside of Europe, uh, going backpacking in Vietnam for six weeks. 
We also planned to do some diving and I was about to, uh, you know, to do my first uh, paddy dives uh, in Vietnam. Uh, and I had a, a simple Esprit watch with a depth rating of 30 meters and a battery inside. I thought it looked good, but I didn't know anything about wristwatches. Um, so I started looking for a, a watch that, you know, I could take off the beaten path and that could uh, could go down to uh, to more than 30 meters uh, to accompany me um, my, on my dives. And I stumbled across an entire world of information. Uh, not that it was very focused uh, at that time. Uh, online was, uh, the information was pretty scattered. But I found out about uh, mechanical watches. And there was a difference between mechanical watches and watches with a battery inside. And there was something like psychokinetic, and that was sort of a hybrid, but there was also manually wound and automatically wound watches. And gosh, that, that did it for me. Uh, the fact that you could keep time with some, uh, some pins, some gears, some levers, springs, etc., And those, the, the, the harmony of those things working together, indicating the time, almost perfect that to no. me was was pure magic yeah so uh that that pulled me in I, I started reading and reading and reading about uh about mechanical watches and the history of mechanical watches and why we are doing something like timekeeping actually never really gave it much thought we had you know we have, you have clocks everywhere and we're living by the clock but why and and how come um so uh, an entirely amazing world opened to me, uh, and that was uh, captivating, surprising, uh, mesmerizing. Um, and, and I wanted to read more and more and more. But in my search for quality information, I noticed that the information was pretty scattered all over the web. So I thought if I uh, use a, a URL, uh, maybe I can start a, a simple WordPress uh, blog and then link to the quality information online. That was my first uh, action. Yeah. And then slowly uh, I started writing a few uh, very short stories, a little bit longer. And at a certain point I started dreaming of, well, you know, if that guy with that print magazine can live off that, I think by now I have more readers than he has. Hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and slowly um, I started to to uh, to have some ideas about doing this myself online but at that time uh, the world of uh, mechanical watches was not very welcoming to anything uh, uh, online mm -hmm. well you must know you were once I think the first online retailer uh, certainly in Europe but I don't know if it was uh, globally but uh, that was spectacular. And to me, you know, it was uh, like uh, finally someone uh, going in the same direction. I love that. Uh, but it also, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I can imagine how much struggle it has been because to me it was uh, a struggle first to, to be able to get a press release. Uh, people from brands were saying to me that I should be thankful to receive the press release. It was an honor for me to receive a press release and to, to be allowed to cover the brand. Uh, I was not allowed I, to take I, 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 I want to jump in. Yeah. Because Frank is not exaggerating. 
today everything is online and it seems normal and you're right you wrote about us back in 2007 we were the first in the world to be granted online yes. dealerships by the swiss brands um i remember i've been visiting basel and sihh ever since i'm a kid i've seen the evolution where you guys were shunned they yeah. wouldn't even look at you they wouldn't even talk at you guys no it suddenly you guys came up now you guys are the rock stars you said what did you ask what do you want to be you said a rock star you are a rock star <laughs> in the watch industry today but the struggle you. has been hard no it is you guys now are celebs in the watch industry and now you guys are leading on the forefront of media but i remember they wouldn't even talk to you guys they wouldn't even send you press releases no. you guys were literally shunned i remember that yeah they were far from nice with us that that's for sure indeed um yeah. and they really didn't know what to handle at that point their website still started don't buy online it's yeah. you know um etc yeah, yeah. So, but i started dreaming of, of you know living off that so at a certain point you know i kept knocking on the door got my press releases of course i was very thankful for that uh, and then slowly you know i i was even allowed to take a picture of a watch and then i had to convince them that to to be able to take a wrist shot oh no 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 this is luxury was the answer yeah but you know i want to photograph the watch in its natural habitat and slowly mainly first the indies allowed me to take a wrist shot and then slowly you know the big rich small brands came on board but that took a little while before they finally approved of that i think they must have had a very important board meeting uh before they allowed it um but you I know Frank, a funny anecdote oh. you are also very masculine like me a lot of hair oh yeah <laughs> There's still brands today, I won't mention names, who have in their guidelines that we're not allowed to post pictures of hairy wrists. So Kidding. I say, it's your decision. If you don't want me to post your brands <laughs> on my social, it's up to you. <laughs> but imagine, we still get that dictated today in 2021. Bizarre. <laughs> but sorry, sorry for the intermission. <laughs> no worries. I'll keep that in mind. Maybe we can do a, a furry wrist shot uh, every That's Friday. Right. Friday furry wrist shot, something yeah. like that. <laughs> Holy smokes! Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but as I said, I, I was dreaming of uh, of, of doing um, what people with a, with a print magazine were doing, uh, but then online uh, and to be able to live off it. Um, so I worked my ass off uh, uh, 40 hours in the evenings, weekends, etc., for myself uh, and 40 hours for, uh, for the ministry where I was still working. Uh, it was a tough time, um, but also a fun time. And luckily, uh, my employer allowed me to be, to be quite flexible uh, with my, uh, my working uh, days. Uh, so uh, I could use my holidays in, in a very pleasant way so I could attend Asiasash and I could attend Basel World and the press trip. Um, and at a certain point, uh, 2012, it became almost the time 2013, I finally pulled the plug uh, and uh, started doing it full time. And my idea was, I would be on the couch in my uh, jogging pants uh, with a laptop on uh, uh, to, to write my stories. How wrong could I have been? Gosh, yeah. well, uh, writing stories was something that I wasn't even able to do at that time. 
nowadays I don't even have the time uh, to uh, to sit down and you know to really take the time to write a proper story. Uh, unfortunately, because that's the one thing that I'm really missing. Um, by the way, I'm looking for a PA to help me manage my inbox and my calendar and my trips and uh, etc. Where should they apply? Where should they apply? Uh, somewhere at Monochrome. I don't know. Send send a message, please. Okay. Uh, ideally from uh, the Utrecht area. Yeah. So if anyone is listening, please do apply. I need a PA. Um, and that will allow me to, uh, you know, to go back to uh, to writing stories about beautiful watches, uh, which is something that I enjoyed so much to share my passion for those beautiful uh, timepieces. Uh, so it was a was a long, strange trip, and still is is kind of a long, strange uh, trip to to run an online watch magazine. It's not like in the old days. <laughs> Thanks, hello. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a long, weird trip. And even, you know, if you have a website that, that's performing quite well, uh, then, uh, you know, there's Instagram, there's YouTube, uh, we are doing videos. Um, um, it, you know, the story never ends and it keeps being uh, fun and new challenges. Um, it's, uh, it's very dynamic. I can imagine. But that's the same for you, I guess. I mean, you're organizing this Zoom. Uh, you're also super passionate. I know that. Um, so yeah, you but, must but also people don't expect adapt. that from us. So, so there's a huge convergence going on. Yeah. We are old school retail. We became e-com omni-channel, and now every company needs to become a media company. Yeah, so more or less. media. We're creating content, and it's obviously hilarious that I'm interviewing the interviewer. Yeah, that's it's like the student is becoming the master. <laughs> So, so there's a conversion. You guys are producing watches. So it's beautiful because, as you said, it's all about sharing the passion for watchmaking. Um, and and, and we're, we're entering new territories, uncharted territories, which is super interesting. But for you guys, a lot of people think now that when they have uh, a few pictures and an Instagram account, they're, they're, they're bloggers. And, and you have literally on your payroll very experienced journalists. And I imagine your day is filled with bombarded email boxes, press releases, requests for press trips, interviews, uh, right? Uh, yes. Content? Um, you guys don't do print yet, right? No. Is that something you're thinking of? No. Okay. Um, honestly, no. It, it, it's a very lame, uh, short answer, but... Um, no, it's, it's I, super I, clear. I mean, you know, distribution online is like that. Uh, distribution yeah. of print, uh, yeah, it can be, uh, it, you know, it can deliver something nice. But to me, I don't see any needs to uh, to cut a tree uh, in order to uh, to send our message. Uh, take a tablet, take an iPhone, Interesting. Uh, Interesting. and you can read it. It's so, so it seems that you have a clear-cut strategy. What is Monochrome's USP? So what makes you different? your publications then mm -hmm. everything that's out there um we are very good in uh uh high quality reviews of uh, mechanical watches we're mm -hmm. very selective we never write about anything with a battery inside so mm -hmm. uh, we have a very strong focus on on high-end mechanical watches and we love to explain how those movements work how those complications work why those complications were invented in the first time and 
what are, for instance, the different ways of, of handling a specific complication or what are the, the newest innovations. We are very technically focused. We do lots of explanations. We interview mainly people from brands who uh, who can explain why they uh, came up, for instance, with a new escapement. Uh, yeah. When Frédéric Constant came with their, uh, with their uh, uh, monolithic uh, oscillator, yeah. they asked us to, uh, to explain it and not just uh, to, uh, to our readers, but also to their followers. Yeah, and also to uh, to the staff of their boutiques around the world. Interesting. Uh, so we did all the internal briefings and and the full explanations on how how can you explain how uh, this monolithic oscillator works uh, when you don't even properly properly know how uh, a standard mechanical movement works. Yeah. Uh, so you, we had to start from from the basis and explain the basis first, even better than it uh, than than most people. You know. Yeah, there's something with an escapement, and usually that's where they stop. This is our territory. Uh, yeah. This is where we're good at. So our USP is, is mainly focused on giving very thorough explanations of the mechanics of a movement and yeah. to, to celebrate that beauty. Interesting. Interesting. Lovely. Um, I, we're chatting away, and I see we are uh, creeping to 11 more minutes. We have a lot of uh, comments. Should we dive in? I don't see the comments, so uh, no, no. I I see them in, in, the, in the I see them backstage in our studio. So we have on Facebook Girard saying hi, welcome Girard, thank you for watching. Um, one of our most avid watchers, viewers is Rocky. He uh, is both part of the Red Bar Crew, but he also has his Watch Four crew. He writes what watch related book or books can you recommend about indies indies are the independent watchmakers on youtube he asks the hands of time is that by our friend elizabeth door this was uh, i think ian skellern wrote this one yeah or was or was it elizabeth maybe together um, they wrote it that written by ian skellern um and conceived okay. by peter speak okay speak marin that's that's a good one. Uh, another one, if you can get hold of it. Footy line. Yeah, lovely. Super interesting. Um, well, uh, there, there's many more, um, but I think it, it's it's a good start uh, on indies. Good. He writes hi there, by the way. Hi, Rocky. Thank you so much. Um, we have Maria sending us a kiss. Thank you so much. Congratulations on your award. Awesome. The weekend day one, a GHPH uh, uh, Very uh, cool. Academy Award. So it's the Academy Awards of the watch industry. Well-deserved. Christian van der Klau, uh, thank you for watching. Um, we're super happy you guys won. One of my favorite indies ever since I'm a kid. I had the honor to meet uh, Sir van der Klau on many occasions. Mm -hmm. Living legend, and today uh, Maria and her husband own and run the company, and they make amazing pieces. The planetarium is one of my uh, favorites. Uh, Very beautiful. So thank you for watching. There's a full-blown chat going on. Rocky writes to Maria, "Oh hi," and then he asks you, Frank, "What do you think of our astronomical Dutch pride, Indy?" 
CVDK stands for Christian van der Klau. Yeah, I love it, honestly. Um, uh, early this year, I bought my first uh, van der Klau, uh, which was an eclipse. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, honestly, I, I couldn't have been more happy with the watch. Uh, at this point, I, uh, a friend of mine borrowed me his planetarium, an old one, by the way. Uh, so I'm doing a photo shoot uh, for that to be uh, published on Monochrome uh, in the coming weeks somewhere. Uh, really love the legacy of Christian van der Klauw and love their watches, their complications. To me, that's as poetic as it should get. It is lovely. Well put. It, it is indeed poetic. I'm, I'm on your Instagram handle to quickly find the eclipse. Um, but no luck now. Um, thank you, Rocky, for your everlasting passion and questions. Um, we had some questions on Instagram from viewers that couldn't join live. One of them is uh, WT, who is anonymous now, asks you, Frank, what's your favorite brand and why is that? Mm. Do I really have to give one favorite brand? That's impossible. Uh, you just run down the brands or models that 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 you love and why. Well, I, I love many of the I love many of the indies. Uh, I think that's that's no secret. Uh, already discussed it quite a bit. Um, but there's also many of the big brands that I really really like. My first very expensive watch that was more than a thousand euro, Attack Monaco. Love it. Still, you know, to this day, uh, twenty years in my possession. Still love it. I have a big affection for Porsche design. Love yeah. it. Their, yeah. their, their watches are so different, uh, so unique. Dive watches, Doxa, love it. Um, very strange one, maybe. Uh, Karl F. Bucherach. Yeah. Lo love it. So there, there's so many. Uh, my Seamaster uh, Bond. Uh, I own quite a few iterations of it. Mm -hmm. um, so, so there's there's too many brands that I really, really like. Um, can't give a more simple answer. I'm sorry for that, uh, WT. Uh, but thank you. It, it thank is you. what it is. Amazing. Um, another question on Instagram: Why do you love independent watch brands so much? Asks JDV. Okay, um, when I started, well, we, we just already discussed uh, how welcoming, <coughs> not, uh, the, the big brands were uh, for anything I was doing at the time. The, the indies were very open and very welcoming. Um, mm -hmm. But the good thing is actually that I got a very good look at what they were doing and how they were doing it. Mm -hmm. Big brands, they had a, a PR manager and a boss of uh, a communications uh, chief and uh, someone handling displays, etc. And there was a marketing manager and they all had something to say about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, the Indies, there was usually a watchmaker and maybe a second watchmaker. They didn't have a PR lady. They didn't have a marketing manager. They didn't have all of that they had to run the show themselves so it boiled down to the product the very product nothing more than just the product mm -hmm. uh, without the the big marketing uh, language around it was the product that they made because they loved it 
uh, and that was uh, a passion and an um, internal convincement that these guys had that I uh, really loved and I felt they they could use the extra attention so um, I, I loved their passion uh, their, uh, their 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 uh, their the qualities of, of creating watches there Stephen Forsey uh, on the website mm -hmm. such a good guy um, but it was the small shows without the budgets like the major companies had uh, that still wanted to uh, to get a bit of an impact uh, in, in the watch industry and to be seen. And I wanted yeah. to help them. That was the, the early days of Monochrome. Yeah, lovely. Because what I'm showing right now while you're talking is you guys actually have a section on your website, Independent Watchmaking. Of course. And this shows how future forward you are because this is 2018 and you guys were already in deep with Dufu, where he's now the rock star of independent watchmaking. Um, but but I I learn even about micro micro brands on monochrome uh, blog. So so thank you for that. Um, I think we should slowly end things. Maybe one more last one. Um, we have Peter who sent in a question. What's the next major step for monochrome? Interesting one. The next major step for monochrome is probably um, <laughs> to keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> um, now, well, we will we, we'll definitely uh, um, increase and improve our, our videos uh, and uh, add more uh, more collectors uh, to uh, to creating content. Mm -hmm. So we're now doing the collector series where uh, where collectors are talking about one specific watch. Mm -hmm. why they bought it why this mm -hmm. brand why that watch etc so to, to give the full explanation why they spent often uh, a, a large sum of money on this or that watch mm -hmm. uh, and that is something uh, that we definitely uh, will uh, um, increase uh, we, we will do much more of those and we will do more uh, focus is this on... right frank yeah it's that indeed yeah Okay, it's lovely. Amazing watches being discussed. It's it's yeah. so awesome. I really yeah. love it. Awesome. Um, cool. And we're going to add uh, pre-owned watches to this, uh, especially you know anything post quartz crisis. We're not very keen on on vintage. Uh, we're not uh, super knowledgeable about it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we might discuss a little bit of vintage, but we rather focus on you know the. The cool watches from the 1990s, like you know, the Deep One, yeah. the IWC uh, 3711, um, uh, the the very first uh, Seamaster uh, Professional that was uh, yeah. on uh, James Bond's wrist. You know, these kind of watches. That, that is what we uh, that we want to focus on, and also the the secondhand markets combined with uh, those watches because that's a very interesting market these days. Interesting. Thank you so much. Um, I think Pleasure. we should slowly uh, gear to an end. Next episode is in two weeks with your and my ah, friend Andrew. Andrew, Andrew McUchin. Yes. Time and Tide Watches from Down Under. Um, Frank, I really, really had a fun time. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I always love talking to you. I hope our viewers did as well. If you have any feedback for Frank or the Monochrome team, hit them up on socials or send them an email. And if you know a PA, think of Frank. Thank you so much. Thanks. Frank. Thank you, Alon. Take care, buddy. Super good. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Ace Jewelers podcast. This was the end of the Aceless Live audio only recording. To listen to more episodes or to view them, go to acelist.com. Thank you.